The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. For this podcast, we just hit uh, 57,000 downloads, and that I am very proud of that and have concluded that you people have too much time on your hands. Please stop listening. I'm kidding. Very proud of that. Uh, going back a few years, this this podcast, we have a cool show today in studio. My guest is the founder and CEO of Night Shift Brewing. It's Michael Oxton. Welcome to the program, Michael. Hey, thanks so much. My pleasure. Anytime I get to talk for the better part of an hour about beer and coffee, I say, sign me up. Although Michael showed up today without any beer or coffee or merch or merch. And those are the three things that they do. It's okay. We'll have you back. We'll have you back. I had the guys from We Buy Ugly Houses on the on the show. And it was cool to hear what they do because you see those billboards, We Buy Ugly Houses. And... They said, I said, I'll have you back if I get um, an Ugg doll. Now, you might wonder what that is. On those billboards, they have a mascot who's a caveman, and his nickname is Ugg. Ugg is an ugly. And so uh, I arrived the other day, and uh, webuyhouses.com, dudes, thank you so much, because I, I got one. You see he's behind me, Michael. Oh, w- nice. Way yeah, I know there. that guy. Ugg the caveman. Yeah. And so, um, hey, if we have fun today, maybe you'll come back and maybe you'll you'll bring some beer. So we, we're going to hear about Night Shift Brewing, a uh, terrific local company, family company. They do beer and they do coffee. Oh, my God. What else do you need? You throw in a pretzel or two and I'll, I'll, I'll come and I'll never leave. Before we get to Michael's story, I just want to mention our sponsors, U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers, the U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. Also, kids, go to the App Store and download the Adori app. That's A-D-O-R-I. If you like podcast bells and whistles, you'll like this. It's a different way to listen to podcasts where the podcasts actually have images come up. So you won't be able to taste the beer today, but if you're watching on the Adori app now, you're seeing pictures of beer and of all the cool things they have at nightshiftbrewing.com, and you can click through and buy some beer. Can you do that? Will you be able to do that on the website? You can't buy beer, but you can buy coffee online. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that. Legal problems with the alcohol. Now- I wish. Oh, I understand. I understand. Um, we'll get into all of that and find out uh, how we get the beer. Because we need the beer, man. Um, but before we do that, uh, Michael is a native, grew up in Ames- Amesbury. Amesbury. I get that. Amesbury. And as such, we must lock him in the Boston vault. And uh, that means for the next five minutes, he needs to answer questions about our fair city, our fair area. I mean, you know, New England, whatever. Um, geez, there's a, there's a lot of mechanics going okay okay he's in the vault he's in the vault and um here i am we, we, yes so uh don't worry as long as you uh answer everything honestly uh you will be let out there's still a couple people who have not gone into the vault and have not returned all right so let's um let's 
you're a beer guy, so let's let's talk beer. Um, favorite place. So other than the beer that you guys brew, um, favorite places around town to grab a brew, and that could be in your neck of the woods or downtown or whatever. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, favorite places for me. I mean, we we have some awesome accounts that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, the Lincoln Tavern uh, mm-hmm. is an awesome place, sort of in Southie. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite ones to go oh, cool. to. Uh, the local in Wayland, uh, they have uh, some of our beers on on tap. I'm, I live in Wayland now, okay. and uh, I love that spot. Yeah, is it is it upscale or is it a, a little divey or? Oh, it's upscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's nice. It does the job. Can we find your beer in in places of all uh, uh, all nature? Should be all over. Yeah, okay. throughout Massachusetts. Dives to uh, the four seasons. From dives, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all over. Um, let's see. If you're going to uh, Fenway Pack, um, I, I imagine that they carry a limited number of labels there, right? They do. If you're if you're getting, can are you allowed to drink a different kind of beer? Are you allowed to even mention different kind of beer? I am totally allowed. You are yes. okay. So if you're going, if you're going to, uh, let's say you're going to Fenway, and the choices are Sam, Sam Adams, Narragansett, and then the whole Bud and Bud Light families of beers. I think th- that might even cover it. I don't know. I haven't been to Fenway in a little sure. while. What? Where, which way are you headed? Uh, it's going to be either Sam or Gansett. Uh, yeah. I, I rule out the non-independents completely. There you go. Uh, and and we're, we're buddies with Jim Cook, so I'd go with a Sam. Oh, cool. Sam is it remains my favorite beer consistently. Um, it's to me once you start drinking a beer like Sam and you enjoy it. I don't know how you go back to no offense Budweiser. I'll probably be killed by the Budweiser army for just saying this, but <laughs> they I mean, won't be sponsors. <laughs> I mean, they've gotten into craft beer too. I guess Budweiser. You might be yeah. drinking a Bud, you don't Pseudo even realize craft, it. Yeah. yeah, but that stuff tastes like water to me. It's like I love the old the old joke. I forget whose joke it is, but it it's a it was a British dude who said uh, you, you know you're Beer here in America is like making love in a canoe. It's fucking close to water. <laughs> so that's how I feel about some of those beers. Anyway, um, on the subject of coffee, um, do you remember how old you were when you first started drinking coffee? Let me ask you that. I probably had some cups um, or sips back when I was like 9 or 10. My dad was a huge coffee drinker, mm. uh, still is, and I hated it uh, <laughs> so bad. I thought the yeah. same thing about beer, though. Same thing. Like, oh, you know, first few sips, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. My, it takes a while. My son Griffin is 17, and it, as it happens, he's not a drinker, as far as I know. No, he's not. He, he actually isn't a drinker. Some of his friends drink, whatever. He's a, te- he's a teenager. But, yeah. but I remember giving him a sip as, you know, when he was, you know, 10, 11, 12. Just a sip, obviously. I, I don't, don't call DSS anyone. But he actually liked it from the, and I was shocked. Oh, hey. I remember my, yeah. my my uncle saying, "Dave, you want to try a sip of beer?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and my first reaction was, "How do people drink this? Why do yeah. they love it so much? Why is why are there commercials for it on on TV all the time?" Um, it, it's it's an acquired taste. Once you acquire it, it's quite nice. Uh, back on coffee, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a Dunkin' Donuts question. Sure. Um, so just simply because they are such an iconic local company, uh, being in the business as you are, do you, do you marvel at what they've done and how they run things and how they create their coffee or? I think they've had a, I think they've done a killer rebrand recently. Um, mm-hmm. It's all over the place. Uh, the marketing agency that ran that did such an excellent job. So yeah, I respect the rebrand. Um, and this, I just, is, this is them getting rid of the donuts and just being Dunkin'? Is that what you mean? Or it's is part there of that, stuff? but I think yeah. it's, it's like the visual stuff. It, it's mm-hmm. like there's like a whole color platform they did. Um, I just, I, it was a, it was, it's a new look for them. Uh, I mean, it's slightly new. 
Uh, but I thought that was well done. And I mean, I think the fact that they're everywhere, I mean, you know, it's not yeah. easy to pull that off. Um, yeah. I'm not a drinker of their coffee, but I respect uh, what they've done. Yeah. Um, they clearly have a hold on us. Uh, not you, uh, although you're addicted to other kinds of coffee, I sure. suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it is, uh, I'm told that it is one of the biggest challenges of being a company like that, where your franchise is keeping it consistent across yeah. all of them, right? And so it is remarkable that you can go into a, a donkey's in Ainsbury or Boston or Worcester or Providence and it will it will probably taste identical you yeah. know as long as you keep your order the same people you know medium regular I'll have a medium regular um, <laughs> yeah don't go to you know Miami and, and order a medium regular they're not gonna know what you're talking about um, <laughs> and then in, in around here we have that creature called coffee milk which I, I I've, I've never understood it I don't know if I've ever had it you know what I'm talking about is this the stuff that you put to flavor milk or yeah, to flavor coffee? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, no. You, what no, do you, no, what I do don't you, know. What, no, what do you do? You put it, do you put it in milk? See, I shouldn't even have brought it up, but it, it's known as this local institution. We might have to look this up. Hey, research team, get on this. What the hell is coffee milk? I think it might be. No, you know what? It's syrup that you put in milk, and then it. Then you got yourself, uh, you know, the equivalent of, a, oh, of like chocolate milk, but, no. it's, but it's coffee milk. It's a drink made by, thank you, Wikipedia, mixing coffee syrup or coffee extract in milk together in a manner similar to chocolate milk. It is the official state drink oh in God. Rhode Island. Rhode Island, wow. get on a stick. Pick something different, all right? I mean, it's, uh, uh, for all I know, it's delicious. Maybe I'll take it up. I've been, I've been looking to take up an unhealthy habit. Maybe this is the one. Uh, so let's see. Do I have any other coffee questions? Well, um, let me ask you this. Um, Growing up around here, um, and you mentioned you actually mentioned to me before we started recording. You spent some time in in Chile. That was for correct. What, what, what were you doing in Chile? I was teaching English. Really? Yeah. Good on you. Um, other than uh, this area, if you're going away for the weekend someplace in the continental United States, what city uh, is your favorite? If you have one, uh, um, it's not even that far, but I just love it. Portland, Maine. Uh, that's far enough. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's far enough. Uh, Allagash Brewing, which is a great brewery, is up there. Uh, incredible food, seeing good people. Uh, rough winters, but you know, even even their winters, I, I somehow enjoy it. You see how he weaves beer into everything? I think that's, yeah. that's shrewd. <laughs> it's just become Company part of my life. Way. I can't help it. Yeah, it's terrible. So, so let's get into this. So the the company. Tell me about like the, how the company got started and how long it's been around, and then when you um, when you rose to power. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, power. yeah. Um, so we started back in uh, 2012. We incorporated, so that's when the business formed. Uh, before that, from 2007 to 2012, uh, I homebrewed uh, with two friends of my my own. And so in let me house. stop because I, I I clearly have misunderstood when because you used to be night shift family. Now we want to say night shift brewing. I, I thought it was a family, but family means you do oh. other things other than beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a reference to oh, our right. family cool. of beverages. I, I will say, uh, yes. there are some family members. So my brother works for the company. He's, uh, our okay. art director and this is a funny one, but our, so there's three partners, three uh, founders, uh, myself and two others. Uh, one of the others is Rob and he married, the other founder's sister, Rory. So, oh, okay. So I guess it is sort family, of a family business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how it started. So the three of us, uh, plus other friends, lived in an apartment in Somerville, mm -hmm. um, right outside Davis Square, and uh, two floors, big house. 
we converted the kitchen basically into a brewery. Um, oh, I love it. You know, it was like six guys. I mean, we're not doing a lot of cooking, a lot of takeout. The kitchen was like, what are we going to do with this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided we could try and make beers that we thought were either better or different than stuff we could find on the shelves. And the first few batches were terrible, and no one would drink them but us. Were you using some sort of kit that you had we purchased? Used a kit. Yeah. yeah, in the beginning, okay. we used a Mr. Beer kit. That was the first one. <laughs> Um, every, tasted, every like rotten apple juice. Yeah. yeah. I've never tried it. I've had friends that have done it. I've always sort of wanted to do it. And I think I've come around to the conclusion that way too much work when there are other people making such delicious beer. Yeah. And half the time when dudes do it, 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 it doesn't turn out great. Like you said, the first, your yeah. first couple cracks at we it. Failed. Didn't turn out. Yeah. It, it, and well, but good on you for, for where you are now, because most dudes, you know, they, every, every man I think has a moment in his life where you're sitting around and it's like, Hey, uh, Guys, can you imagine if beer was our actual life, like our <laughs> job? And then some other dude goes, yeah, man, yeah. Let, we can make beer better than this. Like, we could do it. Anyway. I think we had that conversation just one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you start you start um, cooking in your cauldron here. Yeah. And, and, it, and at one point, it, it actually tasted really good. Or, or did you? at what point did you think, hey, we might be onto something here? It probably didn't taste that good for about a year, <laughs> okay. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, we liked it. We give it to friends, um, you know, varying degrees of reactions. And then, uh, I don't know, we got dedicated. We got really into it. We started uh, messing with recipes. Uh, we upgraded our equipment and our process. Um, you know, you can buy, like, cheap stuff, and you can buy the more expensive stuff. And, you know, we we would basically upgrade all of our equipment, equipment to try and, you know, brew better and better product. And then I would say around year two or three, uh, we started sharing with friends and family and, you know, they were giving us more than just the like pitiful pat on the back. It was like, wow, I would actually buy this. Um, if, you, if you put this on the shelf, <laughs> I would pay words. money for it. Yeah. And I think that got us thinking, you know, maybe we could turn this into a business. Excellent. Um, I'm looking on the website. So oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. actually, I'm, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, why night shift brewing? Why yeah, it, it goes back to the home brewing roots. So we all had desk jobs by day and we would come home and brew at night and we called ourselves ourselves the night shift brewers and like that was, that name was around from almost the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a fine movie starring Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. Have you told. seen it? No. Oh well, you got to see Night Shift. I know. I know. Everyone tells me. I mean, you could do a re-release on Blu-ray, and you could sponsor it and sell <laughs> yeah. sell a lot of beer around it. Every time I've seen the movie Night Shift, I've been drinking beer, so it all fits. Nice. nice. I'm looking at so, and to be clear, you brew. And Correct. I'm looking. At, we're looking at the website. I want to ask you about some of these brands, which sound which sound very interesting. Sure. Uh, the the other tab says locations. So when you say locations, is that locations where people can find your beer, or what does that mean? Yeah. So we we um, we distribute all over Massachusetts, but we actually make uh, and serve beer at just a few locations. So uh, we have a location in Everett. Um, that's sort of like our flagship home. Uh, where most of our beer gets made. We have a tap room there. You can come visit, try all the beers on oh, tap. I love it. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Lovejoy Wharf, we opened this year in Boston. It's basically next to the TD Garden. Well, nice. So literally, you know, steps away from TD Garden. You can jump over to our brewery there. And so it's Everett, you restaurant. said you have a tap room, which to me means you can go in and buy a beer, but you can also do buy a beer and have a taste or whatever. Yeah, both. Yeah, you both. can have pints. Um, I mean, but to, to people, go, I don't know. Uh, why I'm putting so fine a point on this. It's no, not no, a bar. It. It's not a bar. There's no food. There's right? no food at okay. that location. Uh, okay. We do have food trucks. So we oh, don't, okay. we, I mean, we do have like, you know, chips That's and smart, pretzels right? and stuff uh, that we have bagged, but uh, we do food trucks. People come, I mean, you know, it, people can bring stuff too. We always say like, 
we got tables, we got beer. You oh, can bring cool. your lunch, your dinner, whatever. Um, and then at, at, in the Boston location, we actually opened that with a restaurant. So we serve food there and we have a bar and everything. Oh, I love it. Um, wait, I'm sorry. That's the Lovejoy Wharf. Uh... Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Awesome. And then uh, what else are we looking at? Where's the Owl's Nest? Owl's oh, Nest just... is closing, uh, what is it, this week. So um, every, every year, uh, for the last two years at least, we've opened beer gardens on the Charles River. Mm-hmm. And so they run from April through about November. And so uh, we have one on the Esplanade and one up in Alston. Mm-hmm. And they're basically just giant beer gardens where we serve beer. People can come and drink right on the Charles River. Uh, it's on parkland. It's like steps away from the hatch cell, uh, one of them. And uh, Did you have to yeah. do all the permitting for that thing? I was, I was oh heavily part of it. God. It's a rough process. That must have yeah. been brutal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just I always find that weird because I went to school in Philly and oh nice yeah and there were trucks in the 80s and there were trucks everywhere food trucks everywhere yeah there was like on every block you could get a cheesesteak and they were really good like (laughs) like, you know they make them right there on the grill for you they're also a a a ton of chinese food trucks and and everything in between and i remember coming home to boston in you know 1990 and dawning on me one day there are no trucks in boston yeah but the regs must have changed because now it's a big hit it's a big national kind of fun trend um, but, um, yeah, I've, I've heard the thing. I once heard the story of how the guy who created, uh, duck, the duck tours yeah. and, and his, he, he had, must've had like a hundred different permits. Yeah. I mean, think I about believe that. It. <laughs> you go to the everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you go to the city of Boston, you say, I, I want to, um, uh, charge people to ride on this uh, retrofitted army vehicle around town <laughs> yeah. and then splash into the Charles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Fill out those those 432 permits over there. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at the menu um, of Night Shift Brew. Now, so did night shift i'm wondering whether the words night shift appear on all of these or not necessarily no it, it does uh okay. it's smaller print on the can the, the way we kind of identify ourselves is with the owl, the owl yeah uh, that okay. i i drew back in 2009 that's cool yeah it's a it's kind of i don't want to say funky looking it's kind yeah, of it's it's funky funky okay. funky it's funkyish. there's something kind of um kind of traditional old school about this drawing of the owl so very so once you, you know, i like the owl you should get cool. stuff, get stuffed animals of the owl i want one of those in here. That's a good idea. um okay yeah. so holidays now i'm just looking here the first one's called uh whirlpool new england pale ale well i think i can figure out what that is and then you've got santilli where does that name come from that's actually a reference to where we are in everett uh 87 santilli highway this is so cool! All yeah. the beer. So you name all the beers after stuff in, in that you guys have shared. It, as long as long as yeah, as, as long as it fits into the story. Yeah. Okay. So the eighty seven is the next one you'll look at, and that's right. named after eighty seven Santilli Highway. I, oh, it, okay. We got to have a beer named Highway because like you know eighty seven <laughs> Santilli. Right. Those are the two, and we just don't have Highway. Now you need uh, Highway. Why yeah. Whirlpool then? Uh, Whirlpool actually is a reference to the process we use for that specific beer. You basically uh, whirlpool intensely. Uh, it's it's a very beer nerdy term. Um, is is that how most beer is made, or is that something? Not always. You don't always uh, whirlpool with the process we use. Um, I'm saying like other, do other brewers do that, or they will use it. Yeah, yeah. they they'll use a whirlpool process. Um, mm-hmm. Ours just. We get geeky about it. We whirlpool right. in a very specific sort of weird way, and we add hops at a specific rate during that period. And 
Uh, yeah. I, could, I could go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want me to go. There. I'm not. I like my beer, but I, you know, <laughs> I don't need to know how the the sausage is made. To, yeah, right. It's a torture term. <laughs> um, but when a beer is called Whirlpool, for some reason, I imagine Homer Simpson say, "If a whirlpool was filled with beer, I would never get out of it." Or something. Well, that's like what that. we want you to think. Yeah. <laughs> or imagine think. yourself in a hot tub. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm. I'm still fascinated by some of these others. You have one called Morph, yeah. which, which is an IPA. And, and it rotates. And it so rotates what? So uh, the recipe changes every month or every other month. So we release it, and for two months it's out and about. And you can t- find it. Uh, and then we'll release another batch, and it's totally different than the one you had before. So uh, it, now, it, it's always changing. Why that strategy? People like it. It's exciting. You know, um, people I, – I like saying, like, you know – it's the same style of beer as Santilli, right? So you can always come back to Santilli and that's the recipe you know and love. And then more if you've had it once, then you're going to try it the next time. It'll be totally different and like just spices things up. I almost just said, why is it called Morph? And uh, I'd be one of the <laughs> dumbest podcasters because it morphs. This, that's a great idea. I, l- I love a clever marketing idea. And what you just said is undoubtedly true. If you like the Morph, you're going to wonder when the next... Now, how do you know when it's... Di- you, know, you don't actually know when it's different. It's in the same can or what will it... Look- it used to be in the exact same can, right? Right. And cans are expensive to print. And so we'd always have it in just this blue can and you just kind of have to know... It does tell you on the can to look at the bottom and the the date number will kind of reference like which batch it was referencing. Um, However, we now have red cans and blue cans. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a matrix reference, but now that I say it out loud. (laughs) Red can, red (laughs) can, pick the red can. Um, And so basically, you know, it'll be blue for two months and then red for two months and then blue and then red and it goes back and forth. Wow. That's cool. Because then you look forward to, hey, I wonder what I'm going to get today when I, you know, go over to the beer garden. Right. and um, let's see. We don't have time to go down the whole. How many different kinds of beers do you, do you brew? We do a ton of different stuff. Uh, the ones, that, if we, if you want to highlight a couple that yeah, I think are please. interesting, if you go up for a second, I mean, not that everyone's looking at this, but I'm just looking at our page. We have to uh, narrate. We have to yeah. narrate. Yes. Uh, Nightlight and Limelight are two that I'm really excited about. Um, we we were basically going after the macro breweries out there with those two brands. So oh, cool. Um, you know, we've kind of I would say ninety nine percent of craft breweries live in this craft bucket of you know weird, funky, or just like big flavorful styles. Uh, IPAs being the most common one, but you know, there's all sorts of weird stuff sort of that fall into that craft bucket, and that's awesome. But I think that you know most beer drinkers or at least 50% of beer drinkers are drinking light beer mm. and that area is owned almost exclusively by giant corporations you know that uh you know are based out of Brazil and yeah, the, effectively the, accounting firms wait who's based out of Brazil Budweiser's based ABM out of Brazil ABM is out of uh Brazil and what do they own they okay. own Budweiser the brand um you've been fooling us Budweiser this whole I thought you were Beechwood aged from yeah. the streams of St. Louis or whatever the hell um that's smart. That's smart because so, yeah. yeah, because light is is people. I mean, before your t- time, you know, the used to be, say go up to the beer, the you know, and say give me a light, and typically the bartender would give you a Miller Light because right. because because Miller Light that was their flagship uh, brand. Right. Um, you could get a Miller Non Light, but it just simply wasn't as popular. Right. So. And there was a Budweiser had a whole ad campaign. I mean, maybe you have seen this or not. And it was give me a the, someone would go up to the bar and say, "Give me a light." And like the goof in the ad was, so someone would take a flash. The bartender would give him a flashlight, uh-huh. and then the guy would go, "No, no, I mean a, a Bud Light." And so they they tried to seize 
the word light. <laughs> the whole thing was really stupid now yeah. that I think about it. But, but um, so to have light flavors for short. Now, it is what do you drink? Will you drink a light beer? Will I'll drink you? a light beer. I'll drink yeah. our night light. It's, my fridge has tons of them in them. Uh, is, is it truly, you think people truly do it be, for the taste or do they really think that, I mean, I get it is fewer calories, right? It's so. F- so it's fewer calories. It's lower ABV. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's four percent um, lower alcohol level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just as as a as a parenthesis, uh, Sam Adams has a nice scam going with their utopia is that what it's called utopias or something like that it's yeah utopias utopias yeah 27 yeah. percent. yeah right and i just heard now i have been you've probably tried it have you tried i it? have yeah so i tried it at the sam adams brewery as part of a tour and it was good i enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. it it was it I guess it's at the alcohol limit where you can still call it beer because it, it tastes a little bit more like a like a port. Or yeah, like, it's almost it, like a brandy or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 got this thickness and and kind of sting to it. I enjoyed it, but I would never. I'm not gonna friggin' buy one a bottle of the thing for two hundred bucks or whatever it is. And I heard they just limited release yeah. coming this holiday season, and yeah. it's like two hundred three something. It's something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, some small amount and a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Sam Adams. You're not fooling anybody. Actually, they'll probably sell thousands of them. I'm sure they and will. They're laughing, the, laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. And then uh, you were going to call out a couple more. Yeah, sure. Um, and then uh, our Weiss series, I won't go into any specific one. Um, mm. I mean, I guess Maynard Weiss is the one coming out now. But basically, every season, uh, we release a sour beer that features fruit. Mm. And so... Um, this is know, for the chicks. It, it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's sour, funky, Um you know, they're not super high ABV either, usually around like 4.55% and just super flavorful. And they don't taste anything like, you know, what you expect beer to taste like. Do you worry that it's too sweet? Is it too sweet for the... for it's the? It's not that sweet. Okay. No, that's we, we are generally a brewery that's not... None of us like sweet stuff. Good. So like we don't really produce sweet things. Um, so we work against that. They're not that sweet. They're pretty dry. So uh, my good friend, Ronnie LeBlanc, who's here on the... He's not here literally. Sorry, I made Michael look behind him. Um, <laughs> Where? He might be. He's mysterious. He, he can't he's see on, anyone. <laughs> I know, no. He's on the Monsterland podcast, which is about the paranormal. But he has cool. friends at the Wachusett Brewery, and we've done events oh, nice. at, at the Wachusett Brewery, which is a cool facility. They put out a beer that, that is flavored with strawberry, and it says... I think it says Wachusett Ale on it. But when you look at the can... It's just a big strawberry, okay? Yeah. Now, at the Pod 617 Studios here in Westwood, by the way, if you'd like your own podcast, go to pod617.com. You could be the next big podcast star. See how I did that? Nice. Um, we do have a fridge, and in the fridge, you've seen it, there, yeah. there's there's water, and there is iced tea, and there's a couple of Red Bulls in there, sometimes some Coke, and there is some beer and some wine. Because, you know, after, after business hours, people come in and do their podcast. They may want to have a glass of wine or some beer. However, this led to an interesting situation where I had a gentleman come in here who was a guest. And I don't know if this is relevant to the story, but he's he's an older dude. He's yeah. probably older than me. You know, he's probably about 70. Um, not that he doesn't have his wits about him. He certainly does. But um, I was finishing up something. He was in our version of the green room here where the fridge is. And it was just kind of the two of us here. I'm, I'm finishing tapping on my computer. And I hear the, the, the pop top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this was at like 1130 a.m., and I'm, th- I'm 
I'm praying that there are some Diet Cokes in the fridge that he has decided to sample. Now, of course, I told him, help yourself to anything in the fridge. What he did was he grabbed the Wachusett and he saw the big strawberry. And so he comes in here and I said, can I get you water or anything? And he goes, he goes, no, I'll enjoy the strawberry soda. And so I was oh, like, God. damn it. It's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And I said, well, um, I have to tell you, uh, that has alcohol in it. It was my nice way of saying it's a beer. It's not yeah. even close to a soda. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> he didn't drink <laughs> nice, the whole thing. Friend. But, but hey, I mean, I, awesome. I said, I said no judgments. You want to have it. But I think you clearly picked it up thinking it was soda. He yeah. Said, yeah, I did. So um, I'm looking at, at your cans. And I don't think anyone would make that mistake. Although I you hope not. You never, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we you we never photograph know. fruit super up close. It's yeah. like this really intense photographic process. They're, uh, they're, they're really cool looking cans. Yeah, they're and funky. so you, you said, yeah, this is the Weiss series. W-E-I-S-S-E. Where, where does that come from? Um, that actually is the German word for uh, wheat. And so these yeah. beers all feature like wheat in the okay. recipe. Um, I love so it. it's like fruited wheat beer. Yeah, and I'm glad you said it's not too sweet. The, the, yeah. the most of them are for my taste. The flavored flavored beers. Sam Adams. I don't know. Pardon me. I don't know if they still do it. I'm not drinking beer, people. I just had I had the burp. Unrelated. <laughs> it was an unrelated burp. Um, they put out a cherry wheat beer. I yeah, think, I think they still do it. Yeah, I've seen that, that that to me was pretty much the right amount of cherry. Like, just give me a little dash. Give me yeah. a little hint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for then sure. um, anything else you want to call out? Um, let's see if you, uh, if you go back up to the main page, I mean, uh, you know, the hoot is the other big thing that we're doing right now. It's called, it's hard seltzer. Um, Oh really? Yeah. Why? Okay. Where do I have to go? I have to go if you go to, to what, we, what brew, we brew and then go on down to hard seltzer, I believe. Oh, there we go. There you go. Wow. You guys do a lot. We just launched this. Okay. So, uh, hard seltzer is the newest, uh, sort of entrance for us. Those cans are really cool. Do you, who does they fun? Who, My who brother designs? designed those. Wow. Yeah. They, he did a great job. They look certain. Now, if you're, if you're consuming this podcast on the Adore app, you're looking at it right now. If not, then go to nightshiftbrewing.com to see the whole menu. These cans are, they're, they're, uh, kind of fluorescent yeah. with, uh, uh, and, um, with the familiar, uh, owl logo. And we're looking at uh, three different flavors: pomegranate, tangerine, raspberry, lime, and bla- oh, black cherry lemon. Yeah, it's good. so does this. So this is basically a, a, you bringing back Zima, right? Is what you're doing. <laughs> I've heard that so many times that I didn't actually have Zima back in the day, but apparently, yeah, that sucked. It, it was sucked. ahead of its time. Yeah, well, it was ahead of its time, or the worst idea ever. I don't yeah. know. I, I think they went so crazy with the marketing, like they they wanted that generation whatever that uh, generation x i think to be like the young people that were drinking them the alternative right and, um but so yeah these these tastes what do they taste like well they're sweet uh, they're not sweet uh I was gonna say, they're yeah. not sweet uh the, i would say here's basically what happened um two years ago 20 early 2018 uh we noticed that people were starting to put out hard seltzer and we were like okay cool uh you can make hard seltzer at a brewery it's technically beer like mm. it is technically a beer product is it okay. um you can ferment it in a tank. You can brew it on your brew vessel. So, like, we could make it, uh, and we were interested. So we bought, you know, we went to, you know, Cappy's down the street, bought a ton, uh, tried a bunch of different ones, and we were like, okay, we don't like any of these. So uh, either the, it's just impossible to make a good one, or we can try, and we'll figure it out. Michael, why are you drunk again? <laughs> research. <laughs> research yeah. Market yeah. research is a great excuse. See, this is why... Everyone listening to this is jealous of you because <laughs> because it, it is. It, I remember the the dude giving me the tour on the Sam Adams. But yeah. He he was like sampling the beer along with us, and someone said, "How, much, how much?" That's what, exactly what he said. It's like, <laughs> "How much beer do you drink a day?" And he just said, mm, 
part of the job. He, yeah, he wouldn't exactly. he wouldn't tell us, but <laughs> yeesh, um, he was enjoying himself. Yeah, uh, but so we we tried, yeah, um, and we failed for about a year. Uh, we made batch after batch on a small system mm-hmm. and a small scale, and we just kept dumping it. It tasted terrible, and then mm. finally we just kind of landed on a process and a recipe. Uh, we ferment it with a wine yeast, which is kind of unique. Uh, most hard seltzer producers don't, and it gives it this like really crisp, dry flavor. Uh, we got the fruit, which is really prominent. It's you know beautiful tasting without being overly cloying or sweet. I think it's awesome. I think it's super refreshing. I, I mean, it's, it's try, not beer. So. Like it doesn't taste like beer. Mm-hmm. So like if you're thinking it's going to taste like whatever, an IPA, like totally wrong expectation. It's like a different occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost drink it like the, you know, the way I drink a light beer. It's like I just want mm-hmm. something kind of refreshing. And summer maybe. Yeah. Maybe more so yeah. for the summer. Yeah. Um, cool. And uh, well, they also do coffee. But uh, no, we we'll do. Get, we will, <laughs> we'll get to coffee in a minute. We've got a few more minutes here to spell, uh, spend with um, Michael. I can talk. I swear. We haven't had any beer. I swear. <laughs> Nightshiftbrewing.com is where you go to find out more. Find out where to, to find this delicious beer and hard seltzer. And by the way, on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Nightshiftbeer. So easy to remember. I'm on, I'm on board with all that. Um, but I do need to tell you about our sponsors, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. And I need to tell you about news from the USPS. In fact, it's holiday season, and they're hiring $18 an hour for the season to work from November 9th to the 19th. I'm sorry, November 9th through January 3 of next year. Please apply at usps.com slash careers. For further information, you can email us at email them. Pardon me, not so much us. Greater Boston hiring at usps.gov. With any questions, come join. Make some extra money for the holiday season. What the heck, U.S. Postal Service, excellent employer. I also want to give one plug to a new podcast here at pod617.com. It's called Soog Says. It's my buddy Soog, S-O-O-G, S-O-O-G. Uh, I can't tell you what his real name is. That's on a need-to-know basis. But Soog Says is the thinking man's guide to life. And he talks about all kinds of – He's. we should get you guys together, Michael, because he loves his beer. And he, he, nice. he does reviews of new kinds of beer, like on social media. And uh, occasionally he'll have a couple beers during the podcast, but just a couple because he needs to give you his wisdom about things going on in your life. Like if you're having a fight over what temperature to keep the thermostat at, that's the kind of question that he, these are the kind of questions we need to answer. And how about if your Halloween decorations are too gaudy and too loud? What is the limit? Sug says, Sug will speak, Sug will rule. Sug says at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And if you want your own podcast like Sug, go to pod617.com. Can I say, have I said that enough? <clears throat> yes, I have. <laughs> Back to Michael. So um, coffee, first of all, you, I mean, the, your menu is impressive. And so at what point did you say, let's make our lives more complicated and do coffee too? Or how every, did day, <laughs> every day, every day, every day we try and make it a little question. more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Right. So tell me about it. So uh, the coffee story kind of goes back to the brewing story, which is, you know, we would, uh, we would basically start our brew sessions in the morning. Um, this is when we were in Everett, actually, with you know the business, not home brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd sit around in the early morning. You, know, you start your brew sessions at 6 a.m., and we would always want to have a cup of coffee because mm. it's 6 in the morning. So we would make each other cups of coffee, and it was just like this kind of thing we'd do. 
and we got really into the beans and people would start going on vacations and they'd bring back some funky bean that they found at a local roaster. And then, you know, my job would be, all right, I'm going to find a better bean next time. You know, I'm going to go find a cooler roaster. Mm. And it just became this competition of like, who could find the most interesting beans out there. And at some point it was just like, well, why aren't we making our own beans if, you know, we're so excited about all this. Now we're looking, uh, I'm looking online, and if you're on the Adori app, you're looking at it, but this will be easy to describe on the website, the Night Shift Coffee Flavor Wheel. So I'm, I'm looking at what looks to be kind of a weird uh, pie chart with the, with, the, with, <laughs> yeah. with the familiar owl in the middle. Does he have a name, by the way? We haven't officially named the owl, although mm. there, we're, this year we're sort of leaning towards Josephine, which is the street we uh, homebrewed on in Somerville. How about Shifty? Not about it. We've, we've had that thrown out All in right. Facebook comments as well. That's okay. a good one. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just saying simple, nice, yeah. shifty. So, and your coffee by way of this chart I'm sure. looking at, but well, explain the chart to me because I'm already confused. Well, I think, yeah. So <laughs> our, our whole idea here is like um, the coffee world, it can be really intimidating. I think some people, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to get into coffee, it's really hard to because there's sort of like the coffee nerd world. And then there's like Dunkin' Donuts, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, there's not a lot of like stuff that bridges that gap. You're right. And I think where you're going here is, is Starbucks. Are you listening, people? Um, I, they're always <laughs> listening, by the way. Um, the the menu has gotten weird and complicated. It's maybe it's always been more complicated than most. I mean, you know, the running joke is you get you know the the if you want the smallest coffee, you have to order a tall. So already that's confusing. And they get venti and whatever the other one is. They're mixing languages and stuff. But yeah, at, at Dunkies, it's it's just so simple. You see it up there and you you, you place your order. The coffee's very good at Starbucks. But it, it, I mean, if if the if the version of of me when I first started drinking coffee at you know age eighteen walked into what is now the Starbucks, I'd be like, what the hell is this place? Yeah, right. Anyway, so you want to simplify? Yeah, we're trying to simplify it yeah. across the board. The flavor wheel does it in one area where we're trying to simplify fruits uh, or, or flavors. Um, you know, I think you can look at some coffee flavor wheels that are made out there, and there's like two hundred different categories of flavor, and I just feel like. If I'm trying to get in a coffee and I don't know that much, if you give me 200 flavors, like I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. Uh, ours has three. We try and just center around herbal, fruity, and cocoa flavors, and we just try and gear people towards you know the direction that speaks to them. Uh, that's at the cafe level too, because we have cafes um, at our Boston location in Everett. So oh, cool. People walk in, they want to know, hey, what should I, you know, what, what should I order? What kind of bean or whatever? We just say, hey, what do you like? You know, herbal, mm-hmm. fruity, cocoa. Uh, so and that you, helps. Where else can people find your coffee? So right now we're starting to distribute it. Um, we'll be in you know a handful of retail stores in and around Boston. Oh, this is new. This is new. This is really new. Okay. Yeah, this is like this, this year, year new. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Just started roasting. Congratulations. Uh, hoping to be rolled out into Whole Foods stores. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully later this year. And I'm told the coffee contains actual bits of live owl that you've put in there. No, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Shifty. That would have to Joseph. appear really big on the bags. No. Yeah. So what you're, if I hear what you're saying is the chart is actually painfully simple. I'm the one who complicated it. But herb, the, it's, it's some combination. Is every brand of your coffee some version of herbal, fruity, and cocoa? And yeah, it's that's kind of how you orient it. Right. So it's you might want to tilt one way exactly. or the other. And you have different flavors? Yeah, we different do. Brews, I guess you yeah, would say. Okay. Yeah, we do. Uh, Lovejoy, Everett, and Chelsea are our three, and they're just <laughs> named after our locations. Yeah, you're like the perfect guest for the Boston podcast. <laughs> Everything comes back to either Somerville or Amesbury or whatever. Yeah, Boston, you. yeah. Yes, uh, Michael and I were high school rivals. He, That's he right. was at he was at sort of <laughs> um, twenty years apart, or probably more. <laughs> I went to Milton Academy. He went to 
what was then known as Governor Dummer, which Correct. I just learned is what's it called now? The Governor's Academy. The, they, the, they they killed the Dummer the, <laughs> for for obvious reasons. Yeah, too bad, yeah. and also too bad. I did I, the movie Dumb and Dumber came out after I was there because otherwise we could have really had fun calling you guys um, Governor Dumb and Dumber. People had a lot of fun calling us that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, we got called pumpkin heads because the, our football helmets were orange. That's fair. And Nobles and Greeno, they were easy. To, to We just called them no balls. Ah, so, that's great, yeah. Really clever. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're 15 years old, trust me, that's hysterical. Locker room humor is right. peak. So um, we got maybe one minute left, but tell me why you why you love what you do. It's probably the easiest question you'll get. but, but Sure. Yeah. Uh, every day is different. Yeah. And, you know, we control our own destiny and, uh, you know, we, we've stayed fiercely independent. We've never taken on, you know, private equity or anything. So we still own the business. Uh, the three of us run the company. We make all the decisions. And I, I just think like, you're still just a few, how many years in are you now? We're seven, almost eight years in now. Do you feel like you're kind of over the hump? I mean, I know, I presume that this is now more than just a, a little yeah, side yeah. hustle. This is your career. You yeah. own the company. Um, well, founder and CEO, and and I'm, I, you have ownership, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We own anyway. 80% between okay. the three of us, and the rest is friends and family. I see. Okay. So you never had to go to, like, uh, investment bank or anything? We to, never took on any. We, we, we have, you. you know, bank debt, but um, yeah. that's different. And I think, honestly, like, being able to just, like, wake up every day and, like, decide on, you know, what's the creative freedom uh, that we want to pursue today um, is really exciting. I, I don't think we're over the hump. I think that, like, we feel... Like we're a legitimate business, whereas I wasn't sure we were for the first few years. Yeah. You know, every day I was like, are we yeah. going to be able to pay any bills? Uh, right. We're at the point now, like we have an HR director. Like that felt like it was just some big move. Wow. Uh, just having an HR director. Um, it's also cool. It's something to c- complain about. Yeah, again. right. Oh, HR is going to get on my ass about this one. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how she feels sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that, you know, we still poor, also... The poor thing of, has to administer HR principles among a bunch of people drinking beer all day. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you were saying, you were yeah, saying, no, just I'll finish up by just saying, yeah. like, um, I think we pride ourselves also on the fact that, like, we never sort of rest on our laurels and, like, every single day is a new challenge to, like, do better. Uh, our sort of mantra around the brewery is create better. So, like, the day that we think that we're done working, I think, is the day we'll probably start failing. So, like, you know, onward and upward. Well, congratulations. I mean, y- you, most entrepreneurs take, like, a few whacks at it before they fail, but I guess you would. You'd probably tell me you failed along the way. We failed a lot uh, every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just not. I think you try and avoid the huge failures and uh, av- you know do the small ones. Uh, what did I, I read? Or I heard recently on a different podcast someone talking about um, you know shoot some small bullets before you shoot your your cannonball. Yeah. And yeah. I love that idea. Just calibrate, 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 and then bet big. Yep. Uh, if we had tried a giant hard seltzer out of the gate with the first recipe we had, it would be horrible. Right. Instead, we spent two years in R and D, and you know we're proud of what we're putting out today. That's great because it, that's. I think that's another good lesson because sometimes the you can do something in, in a world that is fun and make money off of some stuff off the side that aren't necessarily the most fun part, right. but it'll allow you to do the fun part. I know exactly. I'm talking in, in vague terms here, but... Oh, that's so true. But what advice would you give to people who are... Um, you know, deciding they don't want to go the traditional route? They want to start their own business and they just want to turn the fun thing that they do into a business, what advice would you give that person? Yeah, I would say um, you have to love it. You know, yeah. you have to love the good and the bad. I mean, I, I loved making beer and talking about beer and like, that's why I got into it. Uh, some days I didn't want to go and like clean the floors all day and scrub tanks. But like, 
I loved the industry I was in. So I think you have to love it. You have to embrace failure because that's like, that's such a big part of it. Failure mm -hmm. is like sometimes 80% of the job and you just got to capitalize on your wins. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing I would say is probably just like, you got to stick with it. You got to be persistent. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll always find a path forward if you love it and you embrace the failure and just look for the successes when you can find them. Two little notes here I have to get to before we go because, you know, uh, again, we're talking about alcohol, so I need to seize the opportunity. <laughs> Just a, a little tidbit that you might not know of. Like, I, I, I'm picturing you, you know, poking around your brewery and, and mixing things like the, the beer version of Willy Wonka, trying to come up with, like, the perfect recipe. Yeah. And that sort of invention is just is just fascinating to me. Um, my, my One of my podcast heroes, Adam Carolla, he has a line of drinks called Corolla Drinks, which he started as a compliment, which he says, you know, he used to, he, he still writes comedy books occasionally, but he said, the problem with books is like you, you buy a book and people say, hey, I read your book. Yeah, my, my aunt bought it and she let me read it. And, and Corolla says, great, you only paid once, you know, right. But right. with drinks like you sell, <laughs> you can only drink, well, you can only, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can only drink it once. And so, but he was, as the story goes, this got started when he was home one night and I think kind of watching the kids and, you know, went to the fridge to look for a beer. He's all out of beer. And so frustrated, he, he's trying to, in, in his liquor cabinet is kind of, um, you know, catch as catch can. There's nothing great in there that jumps out to him. So he decided, and there's a bottle of wine. He's yeah. not a big wine guy, but he figures, why can't I like pump up this wine a little bit? So he takes some vodka and he throws vodka into, no in, into the wine, but then he, he keeps going. He mixes in like, he starts to make it into like a spiked version of sangria. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's like wine for the, the beer drinking man, I, I think fair to say. And so he called it mangria. Oh my and God. So, of course and, he so, did. and then he's got different lines of different flavors and it's just, it's interesting because as much as you know the 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 beer world the the craft beer world is now crowded I yeah. think you'd agree which yeah. is probably one of your biggest challenges but there's always room for with with innovation right totally yeah absolutely and, that's like our biggest challenge to ourselves the proof is in the beer man that's and, right. in the, and in the coffee don't don't create pudding or else then we'd have to put the proof in the pudding or whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks so much. Did you have fun, Michael? This I is hope. awesome. This yeah, is awesome. This is All right. So next time, uh, this is, this is, I'm going to offer this up to you. You bring some beer with different flavors Deal. and we promise we'll do it after eh, 3.30 PM or so. And um, we'll have a taste test here. I'll bring in some other beer enthusiasts and um, we'll continue, continue to spread the gospel of beer and coffee. Nightshiftbrewing.com is Michael's company. Again, it's Michael Oxton. On Instagram and Twitter, at Nightshiftbeer. Did we leave anything else out? No, this is great. No. Thank you. Go drink some beer, people. Uh, drink responsibly. I think I'm supposed to say that. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, do that. <laughs> that, let's do that. Thanks so much. Um, thanks to our sponsor, United States Postal Service, USPS.com slash careers is where you go to find out for careers in the Postal Service, including holiday season. Make a couple extra buck, kids. I mean, you got to meet that beer budget every every year. And, you know, we, you got to get those, those you got to get your cupboards stocked with the owls and your fridge, I suppose. Right. Both. both. Yeah, do both. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I'm telling you, think about Shifty. Just, just give it a thought. That's not bad. <laughs> um... If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. If you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com, Boston Podcast Network. And on behalf of Michael Oxen of Night Shift Brewing, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your beer and coffee, everybody, and enjoy your day. You must be the other guy.